Welcome to the show. We hope you have a blast. Thanks for making time for the Dealer Talk Podcast. Another business leader, here's a penny for your thoughts. This ain't a regular conversation, baby. This that Dealer Talk, yeah. Hello, and welcome to the Dealer Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Charity, and which is really fun to say, Herb is off this week. So we're going to do it my way. We are talking to Terry McSpadden from Co Video this week. I'm super excited. Terry um, has come to my dealership multiple times and we work really closely with Co Video, but I've also had the opportunity to meet with him at different conventions like Digital Dealer. So I've learned a lot from Terry. Excited to talk to him. Since I don't have a partner in crime currently, that means there will be no argumentative argumentative banter going on, unless I wanted to talk to myself, and that just seems like it would be awkward, even though arguably right now I am just talking to myself. But you will feel like I'm not talking to myself. You will feel like I'm talking to you. So we're gonna do things differently. We are going to do some secret shopping. So I do secret shopping quite frequently when I'm training people on the phones. I think it's an incredibly great tool for, it's a really great tool because people are really bad on the phones. So some of the things that I'm looking for are, do they ask me for my name and phone number? Do they ask me what features I'm looking for in a vehicle? do they ask me for my email, email address, um, trade in inquiry? Do they sell the dealership? So do they say, you know what? We offer a stress and hassle free environment. And I would love to be able to save some, save you some time by setting up an appointment for you to come into the building. Do they ask for the appointment three times? Do they even ask for the appointment one time? There's a statistic out there that says 60% of people say no, the first three times you ask them for something. So ask at least three times. Um, the other thing that I train when I'm, um, training new agents is the who, what, where, when, why, and how. So the entire purpose of a conversation on the phone is to get them into the building if you can. So you, you do that by creating a relationship that guides the customer down the path to the building. I teach my agents that at the end of the day, what you are trying to do is convince the customer that the solution to their problem lies within the walls of this building. That's the goal. When you have exhausted, you know everything you can know about this customer and if you have exhausted every avenue for getting them into the building, You've asked three times, you've done all of your want and needs assessments, all of that stuff. Then you can move on to customer maintenance and a long-term follow-up plan. But I need to make sure that you have done everything on that initial phone call. And then every single time that you're on the phone with them from that point on, the end goal is to get them in the building, not to have a conversation, not to speak become their best friend. You're going to do those two things, but you're not going to forget what your goal is. And your goal is to get them in the building, period. Okay. So we're going to do some, I do these and I'm always worried that 
they're going to ask me what part of the state I live in. <laughs> Hi, I'm looking for sales. Um, Are you looking for me? No. Am, am, am I calling just a... Yeah, how can I help you? I, I, I'm looking to buy a vehicle. Okay, what vehicle are you looking for? Um, I, I really want a, a Ram truck. What year? Um, is a new, something new. Would like to. Never mind. Hi, I'm looking for a truck. Uh, what kind of truck are you looking for? A Ram. Uh, what kind of Ram? Um, probably just like a fifteen hundred. Uh, double cap or crew cap? Crew. Uh, what kind of trim are you looking for? Bighorn, Laramie, Warlock, Limited. Limited. Uh, around thousand a month right now. Okay. Thank you. No problem. Have a good day. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> what the? God. Okay. My whole professional spiel about <laughs> I'm going to have to edit some of the laughing now. <laughs> oh my God. That was bad. <laughs> Everything that I said before. <laughs> I would love to say that that wasn't that that was an isolated incident. <gasps> that is not. <laughs> I literally want to do another one. Let's find another dealership. That was great. That was. That was great. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> wow. Thank you for calling, Major. I can't. may be recorded for quality <laughs> training purposes. Hi, Assistentia and Espanol. Marco Ocho. If you know your party's four-digit extension, you may enter it at any time. If you have previously purchased a vehicle and need assistance, press 1. For sales, press 2. For service. I'm looking for a truck. 
Okay, what kind of truck? Um, probably like a like a fifteen hundred or an F one fifty. So you looking for a Ram truck? Sure. Hold on a moment. Hi, I'm looking for a truck. What kind of a truck? Uh, like a half ton. We don't sell those. Okay. Yeah, we don't sell half tons, ma'am. All right. Thank All you. Right. You're welcome. I don't have any words for for the experience I just had on the phone. Jen. You guys. They can't be talking like that on the phone. You're losing money. You are losing money. I literally need a second. <laughs> we spend a lot of time in the automotive industry bashing on business development centers. If you are not training your sales staff, if you are not training your business development centers, if you are not training your internet teams, if you are not training your receptionists, you are the one not doing the job, not them. They are doing what they know how to do. If they're not doing it right, you're not holding them accountable. It's that simple. That falls on us as leaders in the industry to make that better. Period. Let's do. And I literally, this is what I do. I pick a state. So I pick a brand and then I pick a state. Mm. Now I just thought Texas. Let's do Texas, shall we? Hey, I'm looking for sales. Okay, just a second here. I have no idea where this is. Hi, I'm looking for um, an SUV. Oh, well, that's great. <laughs> Called the right place. <laughs> yes, ma'am. You sure did. Cool thing about us, we have uh, uh, quite a few, actually. Got quite a few uh, dealerships. Uh, I'll find you what you're looking for. It's not a problem. Are you from Amarillo? Um, I just moved here. Like, just, just. So I don't I don't know the area at all. But, um, okay. It's easy. Yeah. 
<laughs> Good. So. Yeah, it's, it's really easy, I promise you. Oh, great. Yeah. Are you are you driving right now? You're gonna trade something in? I have a Wrangler. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I it's just I love it to death, but it's a two door and you know, so it's got I guess it's got four seats if you have no legs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you move from? Utah. Mm -hmm. Moab, Utah is one of my favorite places there. That's that's a pretty great area, yeah. It is. Oh. I mean, I had a blast. The only time, one and only time I went there, I enjoyed it. I can't wait to go back. No, uh, how long ago was that? Uh, heck, it was quite a, probably about four or five years ago, six maybe. Okay. I don't even remember. But yeah, it's been such a long time. I have a bad, I guess memory as far as how long ago it was easily four or five years ago i'd, I'd say more like six or seven years ago <laughs> but i had a blast well that's COVID good or anything like that yeah i, I really enjoy it. i want to go back I, that's how much i loved it well that's good Love Park to hear City, Utah, I skied there, and that was 20 years ago the park city is pretty nice too that's where yeah. they that's where they filmed the tv show yellowstone is I know, isn't that cool? Mm -hmm. You're watching that series? Oh, yeah. Cool. Well, good for you. <laughs> well, let's start off by, what's your name and number first? What's your name, please? My name's Charity. Hey, Charity. What's your last name? Um, It's A-N-N. -N. Okay. Charity N. And then uh, what's your number? 435-414-3129. So I've got 435-414-3129. Correct. Cool. And do you have a pen and paper handy as well? Um, I've got a computer. Okay, same thing. Uh, I was going to give you my name and number as well. If not, I'll call you. And uh, if you, uh, uh, you look at it that way. It's, uh, anyway, my, my last name. Okay. My cell number's going And that's my cell phone. Awesome. Cool. And you're looking for an SUV? Yes. And you're going to trade in your Jeep? Yes. But I haven't had it very long, so. Well, we'll see what we can do, because right now we're giving the most can imagine you know for jeeps especially wranglers they hold your value really well that's a cool thing you got going there oh well, that's good uh, yes ma'am so you want one that's just a little bigger you want to do another jeep or you want to do just maybe find something you're interested in okay so i would like i love the wranglers um but i i think i need something better on gas so like a hybrid maybe uh yes the hybrids are cool uh we don't have very many of them as far as that goes and the, the, the hybrids that we have in the wranglers or whatever we have here it literally i think they go for like 10 miles 
one electric or something like that, or 30 miles, I think, is what it is. Uh, they're not true, uh, you know, electric yet, I guess. But they're coming, they're going that way, which we all know. Uh, I'm going to ride a bicycle if I have to go all electric. <laughs> yeah, but I you mean, won't be able to go to Moab on a bicycle. No, I mean, some people do. Well, I could. It'd take a while, huh? <laughs> You'd be in really good shape when you got there. I promise you, you would. I'd have muscles I didn't know I had. <laughs> I mean, literally, uh, Charity, we have all kinds of SUVs. It's whatever you want. We can look at it. We can find something that you're, you're comfortable with, uh, mileage-wise, uh, you know, looks. Hey, I like this one. Uh, what time do you want to come in? you want to come today? you want to come tomorrow? What would you prefer? Um... I have stuff that I've got to do probably until mid next week. So I won't be able to make a commitment on an appointment at all until I've got some things in order. Uh -huh. um, cool. Yeah. But is there like a website that I can go to? to much i'll look on there and if i see anything i'll, I'll give you a call oh you're going to oh i, I will <laughs> yep you just got, and i want to tell you something charity this is it's crazy right now this is i've never seen it like this before if you see something you like something let's try to make a super effort to maybe get up here and let's lock it in because it's like it's, it, people are buying you know i don't know if you went through the process of the panicking of you know, going to Walmart and Sam's and stuff, and there's not any toilet paper or dishwashing soap. Uh, that's what they're doing with cars right now. It's crazy. Oh, yeah, for sure. It is. It's out of control. So if there's something you really like, go, hey, I really want this, and let's make an exception. Let's jump on it. But uh, I want to text you here in a sec my name and number. And okay. We'll go from there. Well, okay. thank you. All right, Charity. Thank you, ma'am. Have a I'm good day. down here. All right, thanks. You're going to enjoy it. Thanks. All right, Bye. 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 Oh, see, he was nice. He talked way too much, but he was nice. He got what features I was looking for, kind of.
one of the features I was looking for. One of the things that I see people doing on the phones a lot is that you get stuck on your brand. Um, and when we're in an alternative based market like this, I personally think that it's a really big deal to start with what features they're looking for, because then you can expand from there because they're calling you because you're the expert. You're the one who's supposed to know what you're talking about. And if whenever I do secret shops, well, not always, sometimes I'm just curious about specific vehicles. So I'll shop for that one. But usually I keep it pretty wide open to see if they will do the investigating that they need to do um, to show that they are an expert in what they're talking about. Um, I strongly recommend not telling customers to not put their information into the computer systems or into the website because everybody will call you and bug you. Although I have done that on the phone before, but only when it's clear that I'll lose the customer if somebody makes a mistake. And so an example would be, I don't want anybody to call me. I'll just go on your website. I'll be like, okay, if that's, if that's how you want to do it, that's fine. But I need you to understand what's going to happen when you go onto the website. <laughs> but for in this scenario specifically, there are avenues around that that are definitely the better way to do that. Another one is that he was extremely friendly and welcoming to the area. And I, I appreciate that a lot. He created a, an air of welcome, which interestingly shout out to Texas. I don't think I've ever run into a dealership in Texas that didn't make me feel extremely welcome when I was on the phone with them. It's Texas tends to have some really great phone skills. Yeah, that was overall, that was a pretty good call. That was one of the better ones I've seen. Um, yeah. I'm going to do these every time I host on my own. And we'll talk about them at the end of every phone call. For this one, I think specifically asking me what features I was looking for would have been significant. Um, he could have easily gone on an appointment from asking when was the last time I got the vehicle appraised and how long have I had it? And let's start there. That's a really great way to get somebody in the building because you have to remember that we do this all day, every day. This is our lives. We think about things in, in, in car, um, in, credit in financing. We just, we don't even realize how much we know and customers do this once every five to 10 years. They don't know. They don't know at all. And so you are the expert. You are the person that they are calling you because they assume that they you're going to know more than them. So be that person to them, to them on the phone. Be, 
the person who knows and the person who is willing to guide them and assist them and be their friend during their process, which he did a pretty good job of making me feel welcome. And I appreciated that. Now more than ever, businesses need more efficient sales. That's why thousands of dealerships trust Four Eyes to help with things like automated inventory email updates and ensuring all of your leads get into the CRM. To try Four Eyes for free, visit foureyes.io slash dealer talk. That's foureyes.io slash dealer talk. So to plug our... Um our guest for today, this would have also been a really great area to insert a video of one's self and send it to the customer. CoVideo, it does this um, with their platform. And so without further ado, let's introduce Terry McSpadden to the show. So, hello, Terry. How are you doing? Doing awesome. Great. Um, we usually start out with a, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do in the automotive industry. <clears throat> well, I am uh, 54. <laughs> Swipe right. No, uh, I've, I've been in the car business since 1989. I took my first uh, shot at trying to sell cars in Dallas, Texas, where I'm from uh, when I was 18, 19 years old. And um it didn't work out so well. I was pretty young and, and uh, they intimidated me. I try, I was trying to sell Mitsubishis and uh, in Dallas, Texas, where it's truck country. And so it didn't work out well for me. I didn't stay very long and I went into the health club business. And that's really where I sharpened my skill set, been able to communicate, been able to sell intangibles and learn a sales script and help me with phone. Uh, it's, it's really wild, but the health club industry is a very aggressive uh, industry and can and really train great sales techniques if you're with the, the right group. So I learned a lot of my sales technique that I still use today in the health club industry. Um, I was fortunate to run a club uh, as a morning or a weekend manager and a, a F&I director at a store in Dallas came in, I give him a tour. I give him my spiel and signed him up and he appreciated my techniques. And he said, Hey, you want to, you want to make real money, cut your hair and uh, come see me. Cause I had long hair, you know, it was that time in my life where <laughs> I might've had a mullet. And uh, I, um, you know, I waited till the busy season was over right around March and I went and seen him and uh, you know, the rest is really history. I, I spent most of my career, in retail in Oklahoma City with a dealer uh, group uh, that was uh, 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 probably pretty popular throughout the country, the Jackie Cooper group. And um, I went from selling cars to finance manager to sales manager, used car manager, GSM, GM. I've, I've pretty much done everything in the uh, in, in the business, even service rider, uh, except turning wrenches. I can't fix anything. So I learned a long time ago, I better make enough money to pay people to fix things because you don't want me to try to fix anything. Yeah, <laughs> that's how I am. People will call in and they're all mad about their car and they'll tell me exactly what's wrong with it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Sounds, mm -hmm. <laughs> sounds like a service issue. <laughs> yeah. 
I turn the radio up and if it doesn't repair itself, I get to the store quick. And if they, if they take too long, I'll just walk out with a new one. That's what I do. <laughs> what, what would you say that is something that you learned about sales in the health club industry that we don't teach in the automotive industry? Well, um, we try to teach it in automotive, but people don't take it serious, but people don't come in the health club just to look, although you walk in and you just want to look. Mm -hmm. And so, so often customers come to the store and they just want to look now in 1989, there wasn't an internet. So you had to come to the store and buyers back then the, the average customer would go to, you know, three stores and they were going to buy. Now they spend, what, 17, 19 hours online mm -hmm. looking and shopping before they purchase. So they only go to one store unless you do a terrible job and then they'll go to the next one. So the, the stop by rate or the up rate is a lot less than it used to be. Uh, and I would say that in the health club industry, you know, you were taught fairly fast or you didn't make it. It's mm -hmm. that when a customer walks in that front door, they're not there just to look. They're there because they are motivated to get in shape. Yes. Your job to figure out how to help them get there, you know? So when a customer walked in and said, Hey, I'm here, just look, here. Look, Oh, that's great. So often many of our clients said the same thing. By the time we're done with the tour, uh, we've hoped to collect enough information that we can uh, sign them up and put them on a program that day. Cause just like the car business, v backs don't come back. <laughs> oh yeah. That's where I live, you know, because you've been here. When did you come visit? What time of year yeah, was it? Was it in the middle of ago. summer? I was there. I was up there two months ago, and then we seen each other in Vegas. But I was. Right. It is in the summer. It gets really hot, like 110 degrees, and I don't know how many times I have had the conversation. Somebody walking around on a car dealership lot at 110 degrees is not kicking tires. <laughs> they are serious. <laughs> and then the, the new guys will go, oh, that's probably true. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably true. <laughs> I've, I've had, you know, and I've done a lot of, uh, I've been a national sales trainer in my career. I've done a, I've done a lot of things either in retail or supporting retail throughout my life because I love the camaraderie. I love the car business. I don't love some of the things about the car business, but I love the car business. And, um, you know, uh, so often, even young sales folks today, uh, when they talk to a customer on the lot and they, the customer will say, I don't, I don't care about price. I'm just here to look. And mm -hmm. you, you just, uh, you have to, you have to agree that maybe you, you, you know, you're here and you want to see some vehicles, but at the end of the day, they care about price, mm -hmm. price matters, payment matters. Uh, and, and so generally those are, customers trying to figure out a way to not be, have the anxiety of having to feel like they're going to buy something. And, and as a good salesperson, you got to understand those things. And uh, you've got to lower the anxiety level, get the customer to, you know, be comfortable with you, trust you, uh, you know, and then be able to ask for the business many times generally before you get them to agree. Yeah, for sure. And customers, um, when you're polling customers, they all tell you they don't want to negotiate. They hate it. They hate. They hate it. But every one of them uh, want to negotiate because if they don't, they don't feel like they're getting the best deal. Um, I can report. I can 
look back even in my in, in Oklahoma, Ford came in in the 90s and, and bought, basically bought all of the Ford stores, except for a few that would not participate and turned it into the blue oval and the one price mm-hmm. and uh, didn't work. They ended up losing their tail on that whole project, selling the selling dealerships back to people for pennies on the dollar for what they bought the the dealerships for. Now, Cooper Automotive didn't sell and we, we were just taking business left and right because customers do want to feel like they win and they do want to negotiate. Interesting. So you don't think that the one price model is going to pan out moving never forward? Never has, never will. Hmm. My opinion, people, <laughs> people say I'm a little old school, but um, I, I, I'm not talking like I don't have experience with it. I think... Um, I think that every customer walks in there and if you try to tell them that's our best price, they just say, okay, thanks. And they leave and they no. drive back by in another car. Wait. <laughs> they wait that they yeah, until the dealer cannot take it anymore. And then he's going to negotiate. Mm-hmm. Now he may not negotiate on the sale price, but he'll step up into the trade. There might be a different way to do it. But, uh, and that's what one pricing is. Our price is that, but maybe your trade's worth more, <laughs> you know? So, uh, there, there's one, one more than one way to skin a cat. Um, now, I was watching something, one of your podcasts weeks ago, months ago, whenever it was, and you guys were talking about um, having the one stop shop where the customer and the salesperson could handle everything. I do yeah. agree with that. I certainly yeah. agree with that to a certain extent. Uh, and, and I've helped dealerships make that crossover. Um, people think, oh my gosh, it's horrible. We're going to lose a lot of money by doing that. Our F&I managers are not going to have a job. Not the case. You can keep everybody there. They just do it a little differently, but the customer can get set at the same seat and not feel as intimidated, you know, um, as they, as they can in the current process in most stores. So one of my, um, one of the sales guys that I've worked with, we've worked together for, you know, like, six years or something he we were talking about customer loyalty and how in an alternative based market you just don't see the loyalty customers aren't coming back to you because they're looking for a specific vehicle for a specific price and they're going to find it and they don't care about you and he was saying that for him one of the most frustrating things that he deals with is not having the power to offer something special to his customers that give them the ability to um, come back to him over and over and over again. And that's what I had thought of is if, if he and sales associates in general were able to, you know, cradle the grave their deals to that level, then that does create loyalty. Like Alirita style, you know, they come back over and over and over again because they know that they're going to get the best deal. And the other argument is like, for me, if I say to my family member, Hey, come to the dealership so we can get you a really good deal. That's really the only power I have is to be able to go into my general, my, my desking manager and be like, you got to give them a good deal. Yeah. And, and there's got to be more to that. Like, what are we offering in the industry that creates loyalty in the customers? What do you right, see? Right. Well, I've always believed a good deal is a state of mind. Um, 
you know, the retail industry and the automotive business being, being a, tr a trustability and likability is critical. Uh, and that's the power of video. We're going to get to talk about COVID. Yep. Um, and that's why I've been an ambassador of co-video, the platform, but video in general. And I didn't come from uh, the video world. You know, really, mm -hmm. uh, I, I was part of the rep, uh, part of the, the kids in 1981 when MTV started the first video, you know, music. And uh, but in today's world, I think video is so powerful. Mm -hmm. and it, the numbers don't lie, you know engagement rate on video is so different than not video. Uh, and I'll talk about content, right? So if you just have content versus video and content, the engagement rate is so huge. Um, and think about in our life today, you know, if you're unfortunate or fortunate to be single, how do you meet people? Mm -hmm. uh, and and for, for most of us, we want to, are we attractive visually before we could figure out if we're attractive non-visually so <laughs> you know uh think about it if you if you now go online to a dating app if you see people with a profile with no picture you swipe left or right right i don't know the rules there i'm not into that deal but without pictures you filter them out already because you want to see if you're attracted to them prior to moving forward so the power of video um, well and it's not just that you want to see them if there's not an image or a video or anything, then they're suspicious. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And um, so what's what is uh, the current customer for years thought about a, you know, a salesperson, a car dealership? I mm -hmm. mean, people would rather go to the dentist than go to a car dealership. Yeah. So what does video do for that? You know, it, it increases your engagement because now you can see me, you can hear me, you can like me. And when you walk into the store, the, the anxiety of not trusting, not knowing, meeting strangers, that's all gone mm -hmm. because we've been talking, we, you've seen me on video, you know, Hey, how you doing? I'm the guy on the video. And that is a lot easier, less anxiety, more trustworthy, more likable, and you've got a better chance of finishing the process because of that. I've never really thought of it that way until you said that. But if you show somebody your face and they walk into the dealership, then there's familiarity that you have created before they're even. And so they're going to look for you. And then that's like going into a party and searching for the face that you know. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And and. Uh, I, I use that in today's training. I just got through training four stores in Sarasota, Florida this week. And, mm -hmm. you know, I want these guys, you know, the dealerships processes, they're going to use video. But why? What's what's in it for me as a salesman? Well, first of all, your brand, your face and your voice, likability, trustability. But how about, you know, not being skated, you know, mm -hmm. in the car business, if you talk to somebody and you're not there and they show up and they get sold, are you on that deal? Well, how about you got the video? Hey, this is yeah. what I'm looking for. You know, so, you know, again, there's a lot of reasons what's in it for me from a salesperson's perspective on why video is powerful. Uh, but, you know, you got to find those reasons to get people to actually trust that video can help. Trust that video can help to the bottom line, can help you. And uh, I, I think I can point out why, who, what, where, when, and why, how video can change your customer experience, which is most important uh, in the car business today.
customer experience. Um, and so the power of video is within that. Mm -hmm. What do you think the biggest hurdle is to get getting people to buy into video? Usage and churn. So you talked about having loyalty. If I could do the, the deal all the way through, that would be a benefit from a dealer's perspective. Is that person going to be here in 30 days? Is that person going to be here in 60 days? So uh, dealership loyalty to the sales person, the mm -hmm. loyalty to the dealership, the pay plan, you know, so it's people pay plan and processes always matters. And then um, you have to be competent. Um, you know, we talk about, let's take the elephant out of the room or the closet uh, radio face. That mm -hmm. doesn't matter. Being natural matters. Um, being being quick about it, you know, you can't have a 35 minute video. You got to be five to seven seconds long unless you're teaching or training. Um, you know, because how much time are you actually the customer can stand uh, to look at a quick video that matches the content. So, um, but I, I really think that um, the industry is changing very quickly, uh, especially educating the consumer base on on EV. Uh, you know. Being able to go back and all the technology and help people, for instance, I bought a lot of cars in my life, and I'll tell you what I absolutely hate is that button or the uh, where, where you know your car turns off at a red light. And oh, you you don't like that? No, uh, I'm ready to go. I'm in a hurry. So uh, <laughs> the first thing I do, hey, show me all the features and benefits, but where's the button to turn that off? Because I do not want to be at a red light and. I'm like, oh God, you know, I got to go and I'm waiting for the car to crank. <laughs> so my, my father was the 1931 model. He, he was very, uh, he did not trust dealers. He was also a mechanic, so he could fix anything. And he never in his whole life would buy a car with, uh, with, with uh, automatic windows. I mean, he wanted everything to be as old school so he could fix it. He always felt like any new technology was put into a car to break down so you'd have to take the car back to the dealership. <laughs> I'm not quite that bad, but I, I, I don't, um, there's some technology. I mean, think about it. I don't, you know, you you know new cars today. If you get too close, you hear a noise. If you somebody's mm -hmm. beside you, you hear a noise. You're like, well, you know, you could get really confused. And if you're, you know, I'm, I'm a 69 model, so if you're an older person, you can really get confused because some of these brands sounds like an orchestra in there. You could be going mm -hmm. too fast, too close, somebody's beside you, you can't focus. So for me, I like some things, but I don't like some things. And uh, I, I wish that it was a, you know, so go back to video, salesman sells me a car, she'll, you know, I might need you to send me a video on how to set some of this stuff up or set defaults for me particularly um, that maybe the process was too fast during the delivery. So I might need an additional help, which again, video can really help with that. That's a really great idea too. Um, to go back up to presentation, it made me think when you were talking about that, um, when I think it was Kennedy and Nixon was the first debate on TV. television. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they, Nixon significantly underestimated the power of the presence right. that the video would have. And, and I think that it's not just a matter of taking new technologies like video 
and saying, here it is, go for it, but teaching them just like phone skills, you've got to teach them how to actually have those conversations and to present themselves in a way that the, that the customer doesn't take one look at the video and go, oof, next. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, you know, there's so much to touch on how to use video. I think the toughest part for dealerships is how to monetize it. When, when I do my question, uh, to, to car dealers about video, they see the value, but they don't know how to monetize it often, or we want to use it, but can't get my team to use it, mm -hmm. uh, you know, or, uh, yeah, we use it. My guys, why, why would I want to pay for something when we have iPhone or droid, we can cut a video and send it, but then, you know, how can you manage it? Uh, how do you know it's really happening? Are they representing your brand the way? So, to have mm -hmm. a program that you can have results, you can you can see, you know, we always talk about, you know, cut the video, send it, and then look at the reports, right? And so what, what we do is not only teach a best practice strategy, but we also do audits. We want to audit some videos to try to make sure that what they're talking about and how they're delivering the message uh, is effective based on numbers that our system uh, puts together. We know that uh, engagement rates are about 200% better when you use the power of video. Mm -hmm. For instance, tonight, if I go to I don't know, 89, 90% of the car dealerships in America after they close and inquire about a video, I'm going to get the same looking um, email content template out of their CRM across the country. And why? Why, how do you differentiate yourself? Why wouldn't you have a great video of the dealer or the spokesperson saying, hey, thanks for your inquiry. We appreciate your interest. My team will be with you first thing in the morning. You know, click below and take a look at more about us, something like that, you know. And now, how does that change when, you've, when you're, you know, you're shopping online, you're looking at four different dealerships, you're, you're mm -hmm. not just shopping one. You got 17, 18, 19 hours of shopping. And maybe one might have a beautiful video with, with content. And maybe that's the difference to get the engagement rate in the morning to be able to get that customer to come and see you in person or take an online uh, process with you and do the deal, uh, do the deal digitally. There's a lot of different variances there, but uh, I, I think that I can prove throughout my history in the car business, retail and outside retail that uh, the reason why, cause I'm, listen, I've come straight, I'm trailer park university. So I'm not, you know, a cold rider, I'm not the smartest guy. I, I, I've not been outworked in my career, but um, I, I can, I know when a, a process works, I keep using it. And uh, that's, why I, that's why I'm part of the video revolution, I guess. So not how to mention you I like the way I look on camera, you know, it's important. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I always get a lot of, I, I, my dealership, all of the AIs, that send out to the customers are in my name. Right. So like we use, we use Impel and it's all in my name because to me, it just made sense instead of having it be like, Hey, it's Jessica. And then some customer walks into the building and asks for Jessica. And then I run the risk of some idiot sales guy going, I don't have a Jessica that works here. Just put it in the business development manager's name. And then you can send out video on the emails with the the BDC manager's name or yeah. face. And then all of a sudden you've created 
an entire conversation and then the customer and then I do like the Facebook lives as well. Sure. And then the kickback that I get is you just like being on camera. And right. for me, it's it's just logical. Sure. <laughs> it's just part of the function and process. I mean, I'm not intimidated by the camera, but it's not like I'm it's not ego driven at all. It, it, um, it's not that for most folks. Some people mm -hmm. You know, some people are very sensitive. They're not camera friendly. They don't want to be on camera. Maybe it's personal reasons. Maybe it's history mm -hmm. reasons, maybe whatever. And there's some people that maybe they shouldn't be on camera or on camera way too much. You've mm -hmm. got to manage all that, you know, and, you know, uh, make sure you don't hurt anybody's feelings. But um, consistency is important. Um, I think about I always I usually I'm really small when it comes to certain things. I think about who, what, where, when and why. I mm -hmm. teach people how to sell cars that way when you're questioning uh, not yeah. only uh, about why you're wanting, you know, who, when, where, and why on the trade, on the new purchase. I think about why would, you know, who, where, when, and why you'd use video. Um, you know, you don't use video, email, and video text with every conversation. Once you've built a relationship, it's not as important. Mm -hmm. uh, but if somebody's asking me a question and it's quicker for me to video it than it is for me to type it, because not to mention I don't spell very good. So, <laughs> Uh, it worked out for me that video's a strength of mine, but uh, I, I think that at the end of the day, when I talk to dealers about being able to put their brand, their face, and their voice ahead of the competition, it clicks because it's so noisy out there in the digital world. Mm -hmm. every, every Sunday morning, every uh, Monday morning, I try to go into my phone and delete 99 plus emails that I'm not interested in. And so critical to make sure your subject line is important from the dealership to you about your car because I'm going to stop and say what, what is this about uh, and I got a couple of seconds to either get the engagement or lose it and if I'm waving or have a, a video gif and the person knows me they're liable to look at it now I can get you on through the funnel into the dealership into the store into the uh, process so the dealership can take over and do what they're great at, which all of them will tell you, if you can get them here, I can take care of them. Right. Um, so that's, that's some, it's kind of how my career got to where I'm at today. Mm -hmm. You know, I was in retail, I hopped out of retail. I went into the lead generation business. And I, um, I don't know if you ever run across Repo Joe, but I was partners in this company and we, we were doing repo Joe events all across the country. Uh, 750 repo Joe events. I mean, we were driving traffic. So we run into problems where dealers loved it. They'd call our references. We, they knew we were the real deal, but their staff couldn't handle it. Their staff couldn't handle the traffic. Mm -hmm. So I started training, uh, uh, the staff how to handle the traffic. Uh, and then, what do they do with all these leads that they didn't close? What do we do with them? Well, uh, did you invite them to service? They didn't buy a car. Maybe they need service. So, you know, you start thinking, how can I keep the relationship with the customer? And then of course the video revolution started, which helps create relationship and engagement. And, um, here I am today, uh, helping dealers use the power of video, uh, to create great customer experience, satisfaction, monetizing it to the bottom line. Uh, one of the things you asked me, I think is, you know, why don't dealers all do it? And I think it's because they can't get their customer, their salespeople, their service advisors to do it. They're not comfortable. Well, I have automation. 
So um, video automation is critical. That dealer can go to sleep at night knowing that he's not divorcing his customer due to lack of communication. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you've been divorced before. I have a couple. Not, not happy about it necessarily, but life is a lot. And I can tell you by experience and, and knowing people that have been, divorce generally starts with a lack of communication. Mm -hmm. In our industry, we divorce our customers daily because after we sell them, we're done with them. Uh, after we're done with the service uh, RO, we're pretty much done with them. We hope they come back. And, uh, and to get salespeople and service advisors to look back and, and do be professional, be efficient to, to try to make sure they maintain that relationship is very tough. Uh, and so the power of having video automation communication is, 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 is really a, 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 a revolution in the industry. And um, that's the sales the associate that I had talked to when I had had that conversation, I said, so what do you do? if you are struggling creating customer loyalty and sadly his response was, I just sell to people I don't know. And that mentality is happening more and more, I think within the industry because the turnover is, you know, typically what it is. You don't get, yeah, there's no, they're divorcing their customers at the end of it. It's like a bad first date. <laughs> well, it, it can be. And, and so what do we do with the data? A guy's been there a year. He's seen 200 customers and now you now he's left and mm -hmm. uh, you take those 200. They're called orphans. You give them mm -hmm. to the newest person who doesn't just come to the store. And uh, mm -hmm. you, you tell that person to go contact all these people. I mean, it's just a it's it's it's. It's a terrible process that I feel like dealers are kind of stuck with not having a better option. What I try to tell a dealer is whether you use a spokesperson or uh, an actress or an actor, that way you don't have to worry about that churn as long as you're committed. And now that person can kind of be your quasi person that's never going to be, never leave, never going to need a, uh, an orphan uh, ownership process mm -hmm. because that can be your brand, your face and your voice. Uh, you, you know, you can change the backgrounds quarterly if the, if the weather changes, like from hot to cold or, you know, here in Florida, it's always hot. So, uh, <laughs> but, you know, you can have a lot of fun with it, but you need consistency and you need to stop divorcing your customers. I, I talked to a dealer just yesterday and he was worried about over communicating. And I, I'm like, come on, you're the general manager. <laughs> How often do you get so frustrated because a customer's mad because nobody would call them back as opposed yeah. to how many customers call you and say, stop calling or stop emailing me? Yes. You might have one out of two or th you know, thousands that get mad that you've emailed them too much, mm -hmm. but you have a lot of people uh, will call and be crazy mad because they can't get anybody on the phone. They can't get anybody to call them back. I spent 72 dog years in F and I. <laughs> dog years. <laughs> and, um, it's such a horrible thing in our industry where you, you do your deal with a salesperson, you go to F&I, they finish you up, and then you can never get that F&I manager to ever get call you back, get them on the phone. Mm -hmm. so I, and when I ran uh, stores, I would not let F&I managers have a voicemail. Pick that phone up because, you know, you're their the last person they see. Mm -hmm. You handle their financial information. 
they sh they need to be able to trust you that, that you're a legitimate human and that you care about them. That's where a survey can go, customer experience can go crappy fast, is that last touch, that F&I manager. And so, again, to our point earlier, if we have a one-step shop, that's where you can control that, that whole relationship and that whole experience. Um, but if, if we don't believe in that at a store level and we're going to keep doing what we're doing, you know, we got to call, we got to be able to have a great experience through the whole process and we got to have our F&I department talking to our customers. Do you see the, the, what do we, the cradle to grave, <laughs> the one-stop shop, do you see that a lot or more and more often? Uh, I'm seeing it more and more, especially the big, the big box stores. Mm -hmm. um, they're going to it. Sonic Automotive announced in their eco program. That's what they're doing. Um, there's a lot of Audi stores that are doing it. Uh, I'll tell you what's really coming. You may know this already, but uh, Asbury Automotive is already doing it that I'm, mm -hmm. I know of. There may be others, but it's all kiosk. Like when you go to McDonald's, <laughs> you order everything. You, you can go to uh, some stores with Asbury now and you can go to a kiosk. You can order your car. You know, you can do everything from a kiosk and a associate will come assist you. Um, so they're changing, you know, slowly, 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 but surely they're trying to change the process in the automotive retail sales space. Yeah. And so how does that work uh, with negotiation, though, using a kiosk? Well, I think they are trying to go one price. Sonic is trying to do one price. Um, but when, when it comes down to finishing or completing the deal, that's where you know, the, the, the kiosk is kind of done and now a human walks up and, and tries to complete the process. So it's mm -hmm. not totally, it's kind of like at McDonald's, you order and then you're waiting for them to give you the, the goods and you get your, you know, your ketchup and your fork. Yeah, but the experience better be better than McDonald's. <laughs> if I get anyway, a car I'm thrown at me. Here's your damn car. <laughs> <laughs> looks really good on TV, but it doesn't look so good when you get it. But, uh, you know, uh, I, I think we'll never be able to take the purse, the people out of sales. Mm -hmm. I think that um, I'm a very frustrated person when it comes to grocery stores and Walmarts where they've got two people manning the, the line humans and they've got all these kiosks where you walk up and do it yourself, yet they don't give you a discount for doing it yourself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and I want to, I'm a people person. I'm not a person that I don't want to see anybody. You know, I like to go and I've never met a stranger. Uh, I, I get into conversations with everybody because I've always got my card here, you know, but, <laughs> but uh, I know there's different people than me, but I think overall people, especially over the last two years, we've been, I mean, listen, we're on a zoom tonight, today, right? We're, uh, I need people. I mean, I go out and chase a neighbor down. Hey, what's going on? I need to talk to people. <laughs> I can't, uh, I, I love the camaraderie. I don't have to go into these dealerships and train, but I like it. I spent the last 48 hours, you know, training dealerships on the power of video because um, I, I want to be around it. I want to be around people. Okay. That's amazing. I, as you were talking, I was thinking my team um, is very quiet there, I don't, getting them to do a video would be difficult, but it would be easy for me to say, 
you can be as creative as you want with a video, right? We see it all the time on social media. People are ridiculously creative. And why can't you do that with the way that you're communicating with customers? So in my mind, I thought I could easily do a, hey, my name's Charity. I am the business development manager. Here's my team. We're the ones who are going to be helping you till you get to the building. There's your video right there. And then my team, then I like I overcome their fear of being on camera because I've done it myself instead of requiring them to do it. There's all kinds of ways that you could use that. And I love the idea of I had a customer one time, well, more than once. It's not just one time, but you have those customers that call in and they, they didn't get delivered correctly and they don't know how to do something basic with their vehicle, like um, turn on the headlights. <laughs> You could easily do a video and send the video to them so that they don't have to come into the dealership to have you show them something basic like that. And that is relationship. Mm -hmm. um, that's the power of video. And, and it doesn't always have to be you on the face. You simply turn the camera around and now you're narrating. You yeah. know, we, we use it in service. Technicians generally are sweaty and greasy and tired. And maybe they don't speak well or maybe, uh, you know, whatever. Or maybe they love the camera. It's optional. But you can mm -hmm. simply narrate the problem and then send it to the customer. And, you know, uh, you talked about trust earlier. If I don't put a picture, can I trust you? Well, mm -hmm. what if I tell you something's wrong with your car and I don't show you? Do you have the same level of trust? People right. say no to additional work and service because trust, money or time. Mm -hmm. Now, we have valet service or Uber that we can take you to the mall and bring you back. We'll fix your car. We've got 0% for six months generally, so I can take care of the, the budget, you know, to have mm -hmm. your car fixed. But how do I fix trust? Well, I can fix it by, by video. Hey, Charity, there's the problem. Here's your car. Here's a car that doesn't have the problem. We really need to get this done. Let me know if I can go ahead and fix it. I mean, your eyes don't lie, and you're going to say yes more often than not if it's truly time money or trust and generally it all boils down to trust so the power of video and service is huge and a mm. lot of oems know it. they represent a lot of different video companies with a product because it's customer experience and they want and expect their service department to use it now how does it protect the dealership you know you you know that customers will walk in or drive in with a maybe a dent ding or a rust spot on their car and when they leave hey y'all did that well power of video as you're doing your inter introduction, mm -hmm. interview, walking around the car, oh man, what happened there, Mr. McSpadden? Oh, dang, my daughter did that. Or, you know, so you've got it on video, so they can't come back and say that the dealership did it during the process. So there's a lot of aspects to it, uh, but you're right, thinking out of the box, I've got a great uh, uh, client, Jenkins Kia, and their slogan is, we wanna see you in a Kia. So the, the director, <laughs> He's like, hey, thanks for your inquiry. Myself or my team will be with you first thing in the morning. We'll click below to see more information about the vehicle you inquired about. This is our team. Go ahead and we want to see you in a Kia. So it was, it's kind of cool. It's out of the box and it works and, and their clients love it. I, I've got another client, the automation. Happy birthday. Well, they started out, they've got a cafe. It's called the Sunrise Cafe in their dealership. Uh, they were given uh, lunch for four on your birthday. 
30 days later, he called me and said, Terry, we got to change it. New video, lunch for one, because they were buying <laughs> weed. 30 days later, he said, hey, we need to change the disclaimer. Uh, you know, we got to change the window because they still feel like they're buying too much lunch. And I said, guys, the reason why you did this is to have customers come see you. Why does 7-Eleven offer a free Slurpee on July 11th? You think mm -hmm. they just love people and they want to give Slurpees away? Or do you think they know that the hot dog, chips, gas, uh, sales, donuts go way up on free Slurpee day? Oh, yeah. They bring people in because people will buy more than just the free Slurpee. Oh, yeah. And so the, um, when in history, when people, when a conquering society comes in, they will take their religious beliefs and they will put them on top of the religious sanctuaries of the culture that they've taken over. And the reason that they do that is because people have the habit of going to that place already. And yeah. so that they can just, now the habit the is worshiping what we do, or we want you worshiping. So you create scenarios where your customer base is, has the habit of coming into your building you're more like it's easier. You're you're halfway there. You've like moved them all halfway down the pipeline already. I want to know how we got from Slurpees <laughs> to conquering, conquering society. <laughs> That's me so right I, there. This is the way my brain works. <laughs> I try to I try to really simplify my sales training. I try to simplify. You know when you when you think it. I, I talked to these guys yesterday. When do you guys look at video? What? Because, you know, if you go today to lunch and you look at people, they're going to be here. Mm -hmm. They're not going to be here. And oh, when yeah. you go to dinner, you look around, everybody is here. They're not even talking. I've been around where people are texting each other at the same table instead of talking. Yeah. So I tell dealers, that's where you need to be. And how can you control it? How can you measure it? How can you monetize it? How can you get your brand, your face, and your voice? Uh, and it's with the power of co-video video. I, I got this book and I throw this out all the time and I didn't even realize until I bought the book. It's called Cause. But below here it says the business strategy for standing out in the sea of sameness. And I, it's just stuck with me, the sea of sameness. We live in the sea of sameness. Same color cars, same invoices, same uh, look dealerships, mm -hmm. same... Uh, you know, what else is the same? The same website, trip. there's three major websites in the country. So our websites mm -hmm. look the same. There's three major CRMs. Our templates look the same. So what can be different? You know what's different? You and me. We are mm -hmm. Charity and Terry Matt, our people. That's our differentiator. Um, we try to build programs like, uh, you know, uh, come get the experience where you get tires for life, oil, oil changes for life. So that's our differentiator, all the extras that we give you when you buy a car from us. Most of that is good stuff. Some of it's not, it's breakage. They don't ever expect you to come use it, but it sounds good, but there's nothing better than genuine trustability, likability with power video. Mm -hmm. Got to trust it. Um, so we, ha I have one question that I'm going to ask at the, but tell us how we get a hold of you. Terry. Oh, um, yeah, good. Uh, Terry at covideo. Okay.com. Terry at covideo.com. That's T E R R Y. And then, of course, you can always call me at 727 401 8236. 
and uh, I'm on the East Coast, so don't be calling me uh, if you're out there in the, the Pacific time zone. Like you know, <laughs> be cognizant of that. <laughs> and I'll Maybe be cognizant when I turn the call. When I text you at 7 p.m., sorry. Call me at midnight. I'm calling you at uh, about 2 a.m. your time. (laughs) (laughs) No, you can always call me. I had recently a a marketing company, uh, which I think are great people, uh, Dave Scott Marketing. And uh, they hit me with a, they they had a question around 745 Eastern. And I immediately got the lady on the phone. I got her online. I fixed her issues, problems, and answers or questions. And they were so shocked. That that um that I was I responded I helped them and you know because you know it was three hours difference I think and uh, they they're not used to that kind of service and I just said listen I'm a retail guy so if you know I'm a month to month guy so I, I need to make sure I'm giving you great service so I can continue to give you great service and, and that's what I teach that's what CoVideo teaches um, you know there's a lot of video companies out there that tout a lot of things. And we've been around since 2004. Uh, my ownership, Jason Price and Jason Cooper, they met each other at Purdue University in Indianapolis or Indiana, and uh, they were they had a food service delivery service. They were delivering food to college kids and staff. They wanted a different way to communicate. They started writing code and come up with video email, and they mm-hmm. started delivering more food and turned into co-video. And here we are today. Um, you know, we've got our feet in around 2,700 dealerships throughout the country uh, and then around 7,000 universal non-dealerships. I mean, we service senior living facilities, um, colleges across the country use our tool to recruit young kids to, to try to get them to come to their schools. The sky's the limit when you're trying to put your brand, your face, and your voice in front of your customer base, video email, video text. Uh, RV worlds. I mean, you know, you can, you can just name customer or business after business, how you can empower yourself using video email and video text. Oh yeah. Sky's the limit. Fascinating. Well, thank you. So Herb always asks um, this one question, but I'm going to change it up a little bit because it's my show today. Good. Um, how do you think that we could improve the automotive industry in the next five years? Well, I think that um, it would be painstaking, but I truly believe that you have to take your commission uh, in a different, you know, I talk about people process and pay plans, but I believe that you have to take the pay plan into a different uh, area. I think that you need to pay legitimate salary. I think that uh, you give bonuses based on customer experience, not on, not on uh, um, uh, how many units or how much money you made on units. I think that I think how many units and how much you make on units is a manager GSM. I think that is a managers, not associates. So Mm -hmm. changing the pay plans for associates to be more salary driven and uh, bonus driven off of customer experience. I think managers, the upper management dealerships that ought to be salary driven, customer experience driven um, because right now, and for the longest time, the people that work at dealerships are, are being paid off a of commission. And if they don't sell cars, if they don't produce a certain type of money, they, they have to they get fired or they leave. Mm-hmm. Um, their loyalty. 
I can tell you in my in my history, the the dealerships that have the best CSI in America have the, the their their staff have been there. The, they have the longest longevity of staff. They don't have turnover. Dealerships that have that struggle with customer service and, and customer experience, they have turnover monthly, and it's because the salespeople and the management managers treat the customers the way they're treated. So um, I, I have always, I'm a grinder. I'm passionate. I work hard and I expect a lot out of people. I had a, one of my, uh, one of my mentors, Larry Dorfman, he's the CEO of easy care Atco. I learned a lot from him and he really helped me learn that everybody wasn't like me, that I had to learn how to accept that, Sometimes my 80% is their 100%. When they go home and look in the mirror, they feel like they did a great job where I might have thought they could have done better. And I had to learn how to accept that. And it made me such a better manager of people and less stressful at home because I, I wanted everybody to be like me. And I had to realize that I can't, there's only a few people that, you know, can be like me. I mean, more than a few, right? There are people like me, but certainly being able to treat people differently knowing that they're giving it their all but it's probably 80 percent of what i what i what i expect i have to be okay with that so um th that's that's really where i feel um you know what i've learned from the car business is how, how to be a better communicator how to develop people um you know i'm at the stage of my career where it's more important for me to see people exceed because i've exceeded and when I can help other people exceed, it just makes me feel so great. I've had the ability to watch young people have kids, build families, buy cars, buy houses, and I feel good about that. Um, you can look at me on my LinkedIn. There, those people are there, and you know it, it gives me tears because I never thought I'd be that, right? Because when you're a young man in the car business, you're busy stepping on people to try to get to where you want to be. You can't take a day off if somebody wants your spot. Mm -hmm. Stop that. When I started helping people, I went so much further. Hmm. Well, thank you. And thank you for being on the show. That's it, everybody. Thank you for listening. And thank you, Terry, for being on the show. And as always, we will talk later. We only host the well respected. The vendor Lexus Nexus. We don't sell digital marketing. What you do? We inspected what our DT vendor management. Now more than ever, businesses need more efficient sales. That's why thousands of dealerships trust Forize to help with things like automated inventory email updates and ensuring all of your leads get into the CRM. To try Forize for free, visit foreyes.io/dealertalk. That's foreyes.io/dealertalk.